on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and what a weekend that we have at hand. It is a Saturday. I'm recording on a Saturday. And while I had intended to put this pod out a little bit earlier, uh, things just got caught up. Um, Work, recovering from COVID, just everything else in between. But I'm here to do this pod, and I'm so excited that we have a treat at hand for the NFC Championship. Uh, Not only do we have the Niners and the Rams playing against each other for the NFC Championship, I like to term it the Just the West Bowl. And the good thing about the NFC Championship is, you know, whoever wins, obviously I would like the Niners if you guys know me, Um, but uh, obviously if the Niners win or if the Rams win, someone from the NFC West is going to represent themselves in the Super Bowl, which is pretty dope. Uh, When you look at this season at a glance, I mean, you had the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Rams all enter the postseason, uh, and here we are. I mean, it's just... It's just unbelievable. I, I'm nervous. I'm excited. As my as my homie Iggy would say, we have one more sleep until kickoff for the NFC Championship. And, you know, just to let you guys know, it is Saturday for me. I'm recording. I'm actually in Southern California. I'm in Orange County. I'm in Mission Viejo right now. And the reason why I'm here versus the Bay Area is um, I was here for a wedding. Um, you know, yesterday, last night, on Friday... There was a wedding in Garden Grove that I wanted to attend. And, you know, a big shout out to you two. A big shout out to Quan and Gina on finally tying the knot. Even though you guys are officially married anyways, but you guys got the ceremony, you got the reception, you got the celebration that you guys wanted and deserved. And for those that uh, are aware, you know, we're still in a pandemic. And my homie Quan had tried to plan out his wedding like two years ago. So this was like the third time attempting to to reschedule the wedding and he finally did it so a big congratulations to Quan and gina uh, but yeah let, let's go ahead and get into this podcast uh i am just i'm elated i am elated to to really do this pod and, and talk about the niners and rams for the nfc championship game uh, but for those that saw what had happened on the week the, the weekend before i mean that is why you are a football fan. So the divisional week was lit. Okay, you had the Bengals Titans with the Bengals game-winning field goal despite getting sacked nine times. Joe Burrow is going to the AFC Championship uh, on that Saturday, uh, that Saturday afternoon, and then you had the Niners and the Packers, 13-10 Niners over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau Field, a game where the Niners did not have any offensive touchdowns. But shout out to the special teams. They had a blocked punt, a blocked field goal, and a game-winning drive by Jimmy Garoppolo in the in the frozen tundra uh, to have a Robbie Gold field goal. So they get away 13 to 10. And then on Sunday, the Rams. At one point, I you know uh, up to that point, I was hanging out with some friends and just wasn't taking it as seriously because the Rams were up. I think 27 to 13 going into uh, the third third quarter mid third quarter actually but the rams they fumbled four times they fumbled four times they almost fumbled away the game and they made it really close it was 27 all in the winning minute of the fourth quarter but matthew stafford on a blitz on a blown coverage from what i understand uh threw it up to his man his main man cooper cup awesome 40 yard reception got them running field goal and kicked the game winning field goal as the clock expired 
So you're noticing trends. You have the Bengals, you have the Niners, and you have the Rams all kicking game-winning field goals. And that's how, I mean, that is why you watch the NFL. That is why you are a fan. And that's why I love playoffs. Uh, last but not least, we were in for a real treat as well, just to remind everyone of the new age quarterback. You had the Bills and the Chiefs uh, at the Chiefs, and this was a, a topsy-turvy game. I think, uh, shoot, I think the first half, like halftime was like, I don't know, 21-24, you know, pretty decent. But it ended the game 36-42 to in which Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they they went back and forth. They uh, four touchdowns a piece uh, they got into overtime and you know unfortunately only one team can win uh, the Chiefs won the toss and you had Mahomes coming back to get the game winning touchdown to Travis Kelsey and I know that some Bill fans are pretty pissed off they would have liked to have Josh Allen get the ball back to have a say but those are the rules for overtime and the Chiefs go on to the AFC championship game the biggest thing to note about that game was, you know, technically the Bills were up. Um, they were up a touch. No, oh, not up a touchdown. They were, they were up three um, with 13 seconds to go. And then Patrick Mahomes is able to drive down 40-something yards to tie the game to send it into overtime, which is just, I mean, that, that was just crazy. That was just crazy. So overall, like, a really good... Uh, just an, an amazing weekend of football in the divisional playoffs. But the reason why we're here, the reason why we check out the Just the West podcast is to talk about the NFC West. And, you know, for the NFC West to get up to this point, the ability for me to cover the NFC West on the NFC Championship game is blissful. So, you know, thank you Niners, thank you Rams for getting to this point. I mean, it really just shows that the NFC West is one of the best divisions in football and Probably a little bit of bias, but I truly mean that. I mean, the NFC West, year in, year out, uh, fields some, some really good teams. And so, here we go, man. Uh, we have, come Sunday, come 3.30 Pacific Standard Time, you have the Niners and you have the Rams. And just to take a step aside, I don't know if you guys have been checking this out, but ticket sales, man. Uh, week 18, the Niners had played the Rams, and it was a must-win game. They're down 0 17, you know, they won and all that, which is great. But uh, the point I was trying to make was uh, just the fandom, California, Bay Area, SoCal. I mean, remember that the LA Rams just moved to LA a couple years back. They were the St. Louis Rams. They were the LA Rams, then they moved to St. Louis to become the St. Louis Rams, then they moved back to LA. But within that time, you know, that little gap, people in LA, they, um, yeah, I mean, they, they were, they were quote-unquote abandoned. Some, some of them continued to be Rams fans despite the Rams moving to St. Louis. Some of them took on, I don't know, the Raiders, the Chargers, uh, but some of them adopted the Niners. And so what was really interesting to see on Week 18 was just the amount of red. I mean, that was the biggest thing that I noted for that game. It felt like, I don't know, it felt like Levi South, Levi Southern California because there was so much... Niner fandom, and here we are for the NFC Championship game, and what was interesting is, you know, other teams do this as well, but, you know, going into the NFC Championship game, what the Rams had tried to do was, um, you know, limit uh, the amount of road fans, aka Niner fans, going into their stadium and making it their own home field advantage, 
where they said, hey, you know, if you were to buy tickets on Ticketmaster and your address was not Southern California related, uh, you would be not denied, you would be refunded. But there was, I think from all that, it got people even more pissed off, more rallied up. And so Ticketmaster, they took that out. But from what I'm hearing, we're going to expect a big Niners crowd, very similar to Week 18. I don't know if it's going to be like 60-40, 50-50, 70-30, but there should be a good amount of Niner fans. And man, it's, it's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm a Niner fan. I didn't get tickets, but I know plenty of buddies that are going. And it's going to be a real treat uh, for everyone across the board. So I, I can't wait to see the crowd. I'm, I'm really curious to see how the attendance will be when it's all said and done. Because a lot of people just said it was the most ticket sales and StubHub Ticketmaster history in terms of uh, the amount of revenue that was driven. And last time I checked, it was like, what? Nosebleeds were like six, $700 a ticket, which is crazy. Uh, but it also shows that people really love their football and people are, are serious about watching their Niners or Rams play in the NFC Championship. So let's go ahead and go into the matchup. Um, so the biggest thing about this is when you look at it on paper, um, and you know we've talked about this time and time again, the Rams on paper are a talented team. I mean, they are a stars and scrub sort of team where you have elite players like, I mean, I won't say elite, but Stafford, Von Miller certainly elites, um, Odell Beckham, Jalen Ramsey. You have a lot of star-studded guys. And then you have the Niners were, you know, depth-wise, maybe a little more well-rounded. But, you know, it, it was kind of organically made. And they're a more physical team, but I don't know necessarily the most talented team in terms of blue-chip players. I mean, mind you, they, they have George Kittle, Deville Samuel, Nick Bosa. They, they have players, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's an interesting contrast to see how both rosters were constructed because you have the Rams that made their all-star team on the fly. They were very aggressive for trades. Uh, draft capital, not so much. They wanted talent right now. And so there's a lot of, well, I won't say more pressure, but there's a lot of pressure for the Rams to win this game and more importantly, win the Super Bowl because they put their chips all in, forgetting the future. and They just want to win right now. They're mortgaging that, you know, Von Miller is on, you know, he's He's on a one-year deal left. You have Odell Beckham, same thing. You have Stafford. He's like 33, 34. But you get what I'm saying. Um, this team wants to win now. Okay. You look on the other end, the Niners, they were constructed organically with draft picks. And, you know, mind you, they didn't really hit in all their first-round picks. Shout-out to Javon Kinlaw, Solomon Thomas, and a couple others. But, you know, they've they found gems. George Kittle, like I mentioned before, Debo Samuel in the second round. And then they made their own trade, too, to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know people have a love and hate relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo, but potentially the Niners, with their roster, they have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl in the last two out of three years, which is crazy, which is crazy. Um, but you have contrasting rosters. Um, I, I think the Rams are, you know, that primetime greatest show and turf sort of vibe with their offense and how they like to go about their business. And then you have the Niners who are a little bit more gritty, the black and blue sort of physicality. And it doesn't really match up well for, for the Rams, but, you know, it makes you think, though. I mean, the Rams, they've lost the last six matchups, which is crazy to say. They've lost the last six matchups. Uh, these past two, I mean, uh, pretty much every time they, they played the Rams... Define their season. The first time they played in week 10, 
They were three and five. I think if they had lost to the Rams on Monday Night Football, they probably would have put the towel out, uh, the white flag, and started Trey Lance moving forward and rebuild. But they won. They won convincingly on Monday Night Football. And then in Week 18, they needed to win against the Rams at L.A. If they did win that game because the Saints had beaten the Falcons, uh, they would have been out of the postseason. But the Rams lost. The Niners did it. And it just came back to bite them in the ass because now you have them, those pesky Niners, back in the NFC Championship game. So when I look at the Rams, pretty much everything about this team is good. Unlike the Packers, special teams is a top 10 unit. Offense, top 10 unit. Defense, top 10 unit. The only really big thing that stands out, and this is why the Niners have been so successful, is you know their, their run defense is like middle of the pack. Okay, and that is why the Niners have continued to, I won't say dominate, but they've continued to have the upper hand the last six matchups. Um, so for the Rams, honestly, uh, they just can't shoot themselves in the foot. And it's hard to say that when you're looking at a game just the previous week where they fumbled four times and while being up 27-13, almost gave the game away. But if this Rams team plays the way that they're supposed to, the, the way that they're engineered, I mean, you know, uh, I, I think it's really on themselves to not shoot themselves in the foot, okay? There's a lot of times where, you know, even week 18 when they were playing the Niners, they were up 17-0, and they kind of put the brakes down, they lessened the gas, and they went conservative. They tried to run the football and try to burn out the clock, and then uh, kind of screwed themselves over. So the Rams, I think if they were to win this football game, they... Got to continue to play their sort of football. They have an explosive passing offense. And I'll be intrigued to see how Odell Beckham Jr. does in the, the NFC Championship game. Because like the last couple times uh, that the Niners and Rams have faced each other, Odell Beckham has been a non-factor. It's been the Cooper Cup show, which is a great show, by the way. But seeing Odell Beckham the last couple weeks in the postseason, he's certainly stepped it up. So he needs to do his thing and have a factor in this game. Cooper Cup has been unguardable. But the interesting thing about it is in Week 18, uh, K1 Williams, their nickelback for the Niners, did not play that game. And so a big matchup that I'm looking to see is if you put Cooper Cup in the slot against K1 Williams, how is that going to go? You know, um, how, is, how is Stafford going to react on, honestly, the biggest stage of his career? You know, being from the Lions, and now this is the highest level, the highest stakes game that he's ever been in. And everyone knows this thing about Stafford. You know, he's susceptible to make these boneheaded turnovers in the same capacity as Jimmy Garoppolo. Stafford, the last two matchups, has, has had four interceptions against the Niners. And so can they continue to, you know, play their sort of offense? Can they not shoot themselves in the foot? Can they, you know, take advantage of a Niners secondary, which is not their strong suit? The Niners' strong suit on defense is, is their front seven. I don't know. Um, Cam Makers has looked encouraging the last couple of weeks, but then again, at the same time too, he was one of the the players that did fumble the, the ball last week. So things to consider. I, I honestly think that this Rams team has, you know, on paper the better offense, but that's not always how it goes. So yeah, I, I think it really has to go with the flow of the game. If Sean McVay is able to not overthink things. Just, it's on them to, to, to win it. And they haven't done it up to this point. You know, 
time of possession for the Niners. Everyone knows that the Niners like to run the football, keep the offense for the Rams off the field. But, you know, how many times can the Niners really pull themselves out of a 0-17 deficit? If the Rams can get back to that same fast start like they did in Week 18, but not screw themselves in terms of how they manage the clock and do do their whole play calling in the final stretch, then they'd be in much better shape. Now, conversely, like when the Rams are on defense, I mean, there's a reason why the Rams have not won uh, the last couple of matchups, and it's because, you know, what <sighs> Jimmy G... Not the best quarterback, but what Jimmy G does specifically against the Rams is he takes advantage of the middle of the field, obviously. Jimmy the G. Jimmy the G, Jimmy Garoppolo loves to attack the middle of the field, and it just so happens that the Rams' biggest weakness is their, their linebackers. I mean, fuck Troy Reader. He's been horrible in coverage. Uh, Ernest Jones, maybe he, he plays. I know that he was questionable to play. Uh, he's, he's been hurt up to this point, but their linebackers in coverage, they haven't been good. And so the Niners do a lot of crossing routes, a lot of routes down the seam in the middle of the field uh, to take advantage of that coverage. And so, you know, whether it's Kittle, whether it's Ayuk, whether it's Debo, I mean, they they need to be better. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be better, but I'm sure that they're mindful of that mismatch. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest Achilles heel for, for the Rams Outside of their run defense, everyone knows that the Niners are going to try to run the ball, win the time of possession, and out-physical you, manhandle the front seven and get them tired, and then eventually, you know, make their score. But, you know, the thing for the Rams is they need to do a better job defending the run, getting Jimmy Garoppolo and this Niners offense on third and long, you know, third and eight, third and ten versus third and four. And then that's where they shine best. You know, you have... Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, uh, Vaughn Miller. I mean, they were built for obvious pass rushing situations, and that is where they strive in. The reason why they've lost the last couple times is because they've gotten away for it. Um, you know, the Niners have been able to run early on and successfully to get manageable third downs and continue to drive the football. So that can't happen. Okay, let's go ahead and talk Niners football. I'll try to allocate it on the same amount of time, but. When the Niners have the football, what do they need to do well? Well, said it time and time again, they have a formula that works, and certainly, until proven otherwise, they should do the same damn thing, which is be physical, um, limit the amount of exposure for Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of like that third and long situation. You hate to see him press and make a throw that honestly he should probably throw away or take the sack. But up to this point, Jimmy Garoppolo is what he is. You know, he's seen enough film for Jimmy Garoppolo to know that he's very susceptible to make these boneheaded decisions and really press himself when he's in these third and long, obvious passing situations. And so for the Niners, the first thing, first and foremost, is win first and second down. After that, the rest will kind of take care of itself. And so between Elijah Mitchell and I guess running back to Debo Samuel, uh, they need to run the football very well. Jeff Wilson right now, from what I understand, he's questionable with an ankle injury. And so I'll be really intrigued because this is the NFC's, NFC Championship game. Last week in the divisional, Debo Samuel carried the ball 10 times. So how many times is he going to carry the ball this time around? How involved is he going to be? Are you going to see him on kick returns, running back, wide receiver? He can practically do everything. Um, but how involved is Debo Samuel going to be in the backfield? That is the biggest thing that I, I want to see. 
come Sunday time. And going back to what I mentioned before about the Niners taking advantage of the linebackers in coverage, well, you know, I think that, well, a couple factors. Left tackle Trent Williams, he is questionable to play. He really is going to be a game-time decision. He's been battling a really annoying, nagging ankle injury, and it got um, it got messed up in Green Bay. And so he hasn't practiced all this week. He went through a quick walkthrough on Thursday. But if he can't play, that means uh, Colton McKivitz is going to get the start at left tackle, which means, by theory, George Kittle is great of a receiver as he is, especially down the middle. If he's going to be pressed to have more blocking assignments, that means someone else needs to step up. And let's just say that Debo Samuel is doing his thing in the backfield. Uh, that also means he's limited as a receiver in terms of those snaps in that role. Which means the X factor for this offense is going to have to be Brandon Ayuk to take advantage of the moments uh, down the crossing routes and down the middle of the field and to have those yards after the catch. Now, Debo, Debo Samuel, great player. But he can't do everything, uh, especially if he's putting a lot of his efforts on as a running back. So you need a pure wide receiver to take advantage of that. And Brandon Ayuk, week 18, he had like six catches, 106 yards or, or, or something like that. He had a great game. He needs to be that man. Um, it would be great to see Jawan Jennings, Mr. Third Down, um, step up in the MC Championship because he certainly did that one time against the Rams. But, you know, he's, he's a sixth-round pick, sixth, seventh-round pick. It would be nice, uh, but you want your blue chip players like Brandon Ayuk to step up and, and make a play like that. And so I'm going to be really intrigued to see how that goes. And you know, going back to the offensive line, if Trent Williams is out, and and if the Niners are in obvious passing situations, which it, it's going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, the Niners are going to have to make a play. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to make a play. Uh, but from a pass protection perspective, can they triumph? against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and the rest of the gang. Up to this point, I mean, shout out to Daniel Brunskill, their, their right guard. They've been able to mitigate the damage with Aaron Donald, uh, but you can only do it up to some extent. I mean, Aaron Donald is eventually going to be due to have a big game against the Niners, right? Right? Okay, so when the Niners are on defense, I won't say greatest show on turf, 2.0, but the Rams have a very high-octane passing offense. Different from the Niners, but just as productive, just in, in different facets. Now, the Rams, they can certainly run the football, and you know, in their last matchup, they tried to run the football. They tried to show to the Niners that, hey, we can be just as physical as you guys. We can rise up to the occasion. We, don't, we, can, we can play this whole time of possession ordeal. And they certainly did accomplish that in their last matchup because their first drive was a successful eight, nine-minute scoring drive where they ran the football, they executed on the third down, and they did something very similar to what the Niners did in Week 10. So you have Cam Akers at full speed. The last time that they had played, I think Cam Akers was just coming off his Achilles injury. They were easing him in into his role, but I think this time around, you know, 15, 20 carries. I mean, he should be the man. And can he rise up to the occasion? Can he... He fumbled the last couple times against the Bucks. I mean, can, can he hold on to the rock? Um, he's a really good running back. And the Niners are one of the best run defenses, if not the best run defense that is left in the NFL for the playoff teams. And so that's going to be a big matchup to watch. On the trenches, 
can the Rams, I don't say replicates, but can they run the ball successfully just as much as the Niners and set the tone and keep the ball away and, and do their thing? Because if the Rams can run the ball just as effectively as the Niners, you know, the Rams have the better passing offense. And so by theory, they should be the better offense, period. Right? Right? Conversely, um, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, these guys are, they're playing at a very high level right now. And mentioned before, the Snyder's secondary, it's gotten better in recent weeks. They, they benched Josh Norman. You've had some guys like Dante Johnson and Avery Thomas step up to the plate. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, too, the Rams have always had a very good field day in the passing offense. Notably Cooper Cup. I mean, the last two, two matchups they had this season, I think Cooper Cup is averaging like 120 receiving yards a game. How are they going to respond this time around? And notably, if Odell Beckham Jr. is is better this time around, round three versus round one and two, I mean, how is the defense going to adjust? How is D'Amico Ryan's third defensive coordinator? How are they going to adjust their play calling? They're mostly a zone team. They hardly blitz. They're able to bring pressure up front with their front four, which is great. Uh, But, you know, mixing... The blitzes, some timely blitzes with Fred Warner, maybe a safety blitz with Jimmy Ward. Um, just things to keep Stafford off his toes. How D'Amico Ryans manages his front seven, his secondary, his overall defense is going to be very intriguing. So putting it all together, I mean, what's the biggest matchup that I see for the Niners? Contingent upon Trent Williams getting the starts, and he's not going to be 100% regardless of whether he plays or not, but... If Trent Williams does get the start, the matchup that I want to see is going to be Trent Williams against Von Miller. Von Miller, the last time, I mean, you know, well, week 10 he didn't do so much, but in this postseason, he looks like the Von Miller of, like, old, like the Von Miller of, like, the Broncos era. Uh, He's been playing great football. Um, And Jimmy Garoppolo is a sitting statue of a quarterback. So how how is Trent, you know, Trent Williams versus Von Miller? That's the one matchup I, I can't get away. It's that and K1 Williams against Cooper Cup. Uh, those are going to be the really decisive matchups that I see. So let's go ahead and wrap, wrap this all around. I said, I said the pros and cons of either team when they have the football, when, when they're on the defense. I mean, how's it going down? I think both coaches have, I won't say ghosts, but they have things that are on their plate that they need to relinquish. You know, for the, for the Rams, notably Sean McVay, Everyone knows about the relationship between Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan during their time with the Washington, at the time, Redskins. And it seems like, you know, Kyle has always had the better hand up to this point. You know, every matchup, despite on paper the Rams having the better team, you know, it's been Kyle Shanahan that comes away with the victory. But how dramatic of a storybook ending would it be where after six times, the seventh time, which is the highest stakes game, the, the most important game, for Sean McVay to finally get rid of his demons and beat the Niners on the biggest stage in all of football and to take his team to the Super Bowl where, by the way, where is the Super Bowl going to be this year? It's going to be at SoFi. It's going to be at your own home. How often does it happen where you have a Super Bowl team playing literally at home where the Super Bowl is going to happen? Very rarely, and they have that opportunity. It would be almost picture perfect for the Rams to finally relinquish themselves and make 
a trip to the Super Bowl at L.A. Conversely, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, give him a lot of credit. They started the season 3-5. and five. They had that decisive win against the Rams Week 10. Um, you know, for Kyle Shanahan, I mean, this is, this is kind of a legacy thing for them too. I mean, he got a lot of criticism to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo from Week 1 on when there were a lot of rumblings for, to trade three first-round picks for Trey Lance, but to not play him and to choose that, hey, we're sticking with Jimmy because we want to win with this roster and then we will move forward after that. Um, but this is something where, you know, he, he gambled. He got a lot of criticism. But, you know, up to this point, I mean, they're they're the lowest seed to be in this point of the season. They are the sixth seed. They are a wildcard team. They are the only wildcard team out of the four teams that are, are still alive. And, you know, if they are able to win this football game and go to the Super Bowl, mind you, play at... LA, their divisional rivals place for the Super Bowl and make the Super Bowl two out of the last three years. I mean, that is, um, <laughs> I, I can't stress how awesome that would be uh, for this Niners franchise and to really show the true grits of, of this team because, I mean, they've gone through injuries, they've gone through COVID. Last season, they were playing at Arizona as their hometown stadium uh, because of COVID. And Despite all of that, they were able to, you know, win healthy. When the Niners team is healthy, they can, they can win some fucking football games. But if there's any team that knows the Niners and can probably match up well with them up to this point, it's going to be the Rams. I mean, divisional. Both teams know each other through thick and thin. But that's what makes football so fun. That's why I'm looking forward to the self-anointed uh, Just the West Bowl. All right, so pulling it all in. Okay, so I think for the Rams, the most important guy that I'd like to see would be Aaron Donald. Can he finally make an impact against the Niners? Because up to this point, he's been nullified. Shout out to Daniel Brunskill and the rest of this offensive line. But it feels like Aaron Donald's due to have a field day. Um, So he's the guy that I'm spotlighting on the Rams. And then conversely, who am I going to spotlight for the Niners? I haven't really talked about Jimmy G so much because you guys already know. So I'm going to... Do something a little bit unique, but I'm going to put it on Brandon Ayuk. Like I mentioned before, if George Kittle is forced to to really do his blocking assignments and, and protect this offensive line, to protect Jimmy G, and if Debo Samuel is going to be, you know, I don't know how many carries he's going to get in the NFC Championship game or how involved he's going to be on special teams. You saw last week that he was actually returning kicks. Maybe he does all that, uh, but it leaves very little room in the cupboard for his... Uh, contributions as a wide receiver. So I need Brandon Ayuk to, to step up. He did week 18 against the Rams, and he certainly needs to do it now. He had zero catches against the Packers. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for him to submit his legacy, his contributions, and for him to even be in the doghouse from like week one to week five and to come out in the NFC Championship game and be the man, uh, that would be amazing. That would be uh, as I alluded to for the Rams, that would be a storybook ending for Brandon Ayuk to take all that happened in the first quarter of the season and to take the Niners to the Super Bowl. So let's fucking go. Um, a lot of big names this game. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, George Kittle, Von Miller, Debo Samuel, uh, Jimmy Grill. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great game. It's going to be a great game. And that's why I think it's going to be a very close game. 
uh, no matter how you spit it. I think last last time they played, it was 27-24. I think it's going to be something very similar. Um, man. I know that I like the Niners, and I'll probably stick with that. That's my gut check, despite it being very difficult to win so many times against the same opponent. But, you know, fact of the day, in the same situation for NFL history, uh, out of all the instances in NFL history, there have been 22 times where the a team plays each other at the same time three times, uh, the third time being in the playoffs. And the team that has won the first two times has been 14-8 and eight on the third game. So that's a little bit... That's like 60%. So it's not like a convincing stat. But go ahead and give me the Niners 20... Give me 28-24 Niners. 28-24 Niners is going to be a game where... Yeah, man. uh, The fourth quarter is going to matter. Whether it's Jimmy G or Matthew Stafford. But I think it's going to be really contingent upon those quarterbacks not turning the ball over. Being just... Just enough of, of aggressiveness um, to move the ball. Um, but, you know, for the Niners, for Christ's sake, they, they have to score. They can't have what you saw at Lambeau Field. Mind you, the weather was, like, snowing. And then for the Rams, you can't fumble the ball four times. So who comes out with the cleanest set of football and um, and, and can win uh, in the NFC Championship? So looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. So to all my listeners, thank you so much for checking out the pod whether it's on spotify or itunes continue to do so also check me out instagram at just the west twitter at just the west and of course the blog which still needs a lot of work www.justthewest.com until next time have a great nfl sunday we out here peace